right. Hello, people, ladies, fellas. This is the Football okay. Frame of Mind podcast. Um, man, we've been growing, man, haven't we? We've been growing, growing a lot. Uh, we got a lot more subscribers, man, approaching 12,000. Uh, growing every day, man. So, but like I said, this is a football frame of mind podcast. I'm Cam. That's Brandon. But before we even get into it, we got so much to talk about. Um, but before we get into that, how you doing, man? Oh, we doing good, man. Doing really, really good. All right, all right, man. So this video uh is sponsored by uh off the ball network man some great guys over there uh great conversations man if you are into all kind of sports man i'm talking about baseball basketball football wrestling they got everything over there man and the guys are interactive man so uh check it out man they got a lot of content over there man really good stuff so uh then we got our second sponsor, man, Bet US, man. Uh one of the oldest sports books out there. Uh they're gonna take care of all your sports gambling, sports betting, sports books, whatever it is that you like, man. Horse racing, NASCAR, whatever you want, they got it, man. So uh we got a link in our description, man. Uh great deal. Uh check it out, man. Uh see if it fits your needs, man. Uh I enjoy it, except when I lose. But it's all right, you know. It's part of part of the the game. So, um, but uh, big announcement before we get started, man. We are on all of the platforms that you can think of. Uh, we've moved from we're still on YouTube, but we are on uh, Audible, Spotify. Um, Let's see, what's the other one? Uh, Listen Notes, wherever you get your podcast from, we're on there, man. Just type in Football Frame of Mind Podcast. We should be right there. So uh, trying to get a schedule to release videos so, uh, you know, it won't just pop up. But if you got your notifications on, we can definitely, you'll definitely be a part of the journey. So uh, like I said, we are expanding and we're going into different uh different places, different markets. So uh we're glad to have all of you guys on the ride with us. So uh without further ado, man, let's get into this recap, man. Was that week twelve? Week twelve recap? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. All right, cool. So what's what's the first game you got? So week twelve, uh, we could talk about a nail biter. We had Washington and Oregon State come down to the wire with a two point victory by the Huskies. That was hey, that was a good game, man. I really thought, uh, I really thought the Beavers would do it, man. I, I thought they were gonna do it, man. That's that's a tough team to really kind of get like a feel for. Like, like I really I want DJU to like go pro because like I really felt like him. And Bryce Young were gonna be like the two guys in the draft, and they both had different storylines, right? You know, so you know Bryce will be what year two when he go mm-hmm. if he stays in for next year. So I kind of want to see him stay, man, because I felt like they could really build something in Oregon State, man. At least you know it, it like longevity in college football isn't what it used to be. 
So, you know, seeing somebody, you know, as like a Cam Newton come in one year and win a national championship or uh, somebody like uh, Joe Burrow coming there and win a national championship. Well, he had two years, but one really, really mm-hmm. big year. Right. And, you know, it would be cool, you know, to see him kind of do it, do something like that at Oregon State, man, because it's been a while, man. I mean, last time I really paid attention to Oregon State, man, was when they had the the Rogers brothers or twins, and uh, mm-hmm. they were running rub shot through the the Pac-10 at the time, you know. So uh, it's good to see them back in the news, man. But I really thought they was gonna beat them, beat uh, uh Washington. Uh, but hey, man, uh, Michael Penix, man, um. Gosh, he has a great deep ball, man. Did you see that? Like he's got a soft touch, and he can yeah, put a freaking like, zip on. Just DMs on the ball is crazy. Yeah, like it's it's like he throws the ball like effortless, and these are not like I would want to say like he's struggling to throw. Like it's all natural. No, it like, like it's kind of like Caleb Williams esque and just slinging it. Well. I think Caleb Williams has the benefit of some really good receivers at times. Mm-hmm. But they both have like really, really strong arms, man. And mm-hmm. like and it's like Phoenix has finally like turned into a like a whole different player, man. Like he was more of a scrambler at Indiana, right? And that kind of got him in trouble a lot. But now since he's learned how to be a complete passer, man, he's looking, like, really good, man. Like, surgical good, you know? Like, five first-round pick good. Yeah, like, he he's looking like he could really help somebody out next year. And take some, maybe take somebody's starting job next year, man. Because I think he's really good, man. Wherever he goes. In the draft next year, you know, he should come out. Uh, he's going top 15. If mm-hmm. he slips anywhere, he's getting a starting job somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So don't be surprised, man. Whoever gets him is going to be – they're going to have to fight for their job. Unless it's somebody like, a, you know, up there, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, somebody hurts that's a made man, right? But, like, if they slip up, like, if he goes to a contender and the person slips up, they in trouble. They might not get their job back, bro. That's how good mm-hmm. he is. You know what I'm saying? And he's a humble guy. So I think that might rub somebody the right way. And they might mm-hmm. actually trade up and get him, you know? You know, somebody like um, um, Arizona who's trying to move away from uh, – Kyler Murray. So, you know, somebody they could move up and not get Caleb Williams because they, they don't get want trade to be... back and get more assets and end the draft and him. Exactly. Exactly. So you never know. You never know, man. The draft is a crazy time, man. So uh, but that game was good, man. Do you see the receiver though from Washington, number one? Like he making some headlines too of being like everybody mm-hmm. talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., right? But Dude, uh, Oduze, he's good, man. He's they were good. talking about him in the preseason. Yeah, he's good, man. Like, really good. So, 
it's important, man, to really kind of look at this because this is where people kind of make their draft stock, right? And people choose where to stay and go. But mm-hmm. I think I think he could make a run for that first receiver spot, man. Because you remember last year, uh, Drake uh, Drake London, or a couple years ago, Drake London was the first guy. And uh, I, I don't know if that was the draft with your boy uh, um, Jefferson in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same draft class. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Jefferson, I thought, was a better receiver, in my opinion, especially from the route running aspect of things, you know. Um, I thought he was a better receiver because I I I admit, I didn't watch many USC games, but Drake London was a gamer, bro. And that's kind of how I see this draft going, man. Anybody could go top of the draft, man, so – uh, it's really wide open. I like it like this, you know, because it keeps you on your toes, especially when we get into our draft talk, you know what I'm saying? We can really get into it, you know, so, so yeah, man. But it was a good game, man, really good game. I, I had really – I really enjoyed watching that, man. I was supposed to be doing some work, but I wasn't trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, speaking on that, we might as well talk about Michigan and Maryland because I thought that was going to be a big matchup and it ended up living up to the hype and being pretty close. And a lot of people probably didn't think it was going to be, but I think me and you could agree that we've been kind of high on Maryland even since the preseason. Yeah, man. I mean, Maryland is one of those teams, man, that is like they just one piece away, one big recruiting class away. Like, they, mm. I got a lot of talent, man. That Maryland, uh, Virginia, uh, D.C. area is just loaded with players, man. Loaded. Underrated hotbed, in my opinion. Like, everybody looks at Florida, Texas, California. But that Virginia, Maryland, and uh, D.C. area is crazy talented. Crazy. Like, Alabama's got a bunch of players from there. Like, people that play on Sunday now is from that area. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, a lot of players, a lot of good coaches, man. It's a good area to really, you know, that in uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio, those are pretty good areas, too, for talent. You know what I'm saying? So, um, they, I think they're, they're one piece away, man. Like I said, Tulia is really good. I think that was a perfect place for him to go with Mike Loxley there. Uh, it's a perfect place, man. He molded him into the quarterback that, you know, could be on somebody's NFL team. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be drafted somewhere because somebody's going to need a, a quarterback. So, I think he's played well enough through his tenure there to be drafted, man. No no doubt about that. So, um, But the game itself was really interesting, man, because if you look at, like, you know, Maryland, like, they're, you know, trying to play spoiler to a lot of teams, right? Uh, I mean, they were close to beating Ohio State, man, and they were close to beat Michigan, you know, the two big schools, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's a close game, man. It's really cool to see Michigan, though, kind of galvanize their team with uh, Harbaugh not being there. Uh, So, that's pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's not – not gonna feel the same, obviously, because you know he's a head guy. 
But it was good to see, you know, them come together and win a close game because they gonna, they got a big one uh, this week. So they're going to really need each other. So I thought it was a good mm-hmm. game. And I like I like uh, Mike Loxley. So anybody that, that coached at Bama, I want to see him succeed, man. So like I said, you come to Coach Saban's rehab, we want to see you succeed on your second chance, man. So far – we're doing pretty good if you really want to go through the list, man. Bush Jones is at uh, uh, Arkansas State. Uh, you got um, – who's his name? We had, we had Mel Tucker. <laughs> he was doing good at first. <laughs> uh, but Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, Sarkeesian, uh, Billy Napier. Crystal Ball. So everybody's doing pretty good, man. That left the rehab, Michael Oxley. So yeah, there's people who leave, they're doing pretty good, man. So um, like I said, it's really cool to see them doing that. So I just hope Mike Loxley, because he's from that area, so he's gonna have his team together, man. So when they expand the Big Ten to bring in all those Western teams, it's just gonna make it a lot more open. I don't think this might be, I'm not going to say the last year of it being heavy Ohio State, Michigan, but when they bring in those Western schools, like mm-hmm. it's going to be tougher for those two teams to get there. Yeah, because the other teams are power five, dude, like five, six star programs Oregon, Washington, USC, even UCLA. That's going to benefit them moving conferences too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, as you go Midwest, like, you get most of your linemen from there. Like, that's mm-hmm. where your country boys are. So, um, you, you're going to – everybody's probably going to benefit from that at least a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes them more of an option, you know what I'm saying? So, like – you know, so I think it'd be good. I can't wait till they, they get that uh that expansion going, man. So we'll see, man. Like college football conferences are gonna look real different. So uh mm-hmm. I expect that to be a tough conference, man. So yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Uh a really surprise game was Florida and Missouri, man. Uh as you guys know, Missouri's really exceeded expectations. They've grown in the last couple of years at a very increasingly high rate. Uh, in my and Florida, opinion. man, started out the year – Florida started out the year really struggling. Uh, out the gate, there were a lot of rumors that Billy Napier wasn't even going to make it to the halfway point. And, man, like, team's really talented, man. He's a hell of a recruit, like he said before. He and they're starting to storm back, man. I mean, they brought LSU down to the wire until LSU's talent just won them that game. But, uh, man, Florida – Comes up short, man. They lose 31-30. Not 31-30. 33-31 in a nail-biter where Florida almost pulled off a big, big upset, man. I mean, yeah, man. Had me on my the edge of my seat, man. I was sitting there like, oh, man, this game is getting close, man. I don't want to – I don't want them to, to lose this game, man. I want to stay in the top ten, you know, uh, you know, because that will be good for recruiting, you know what I'm saying, and then, you know, the transfer portal as well. So, you know, you get a top 10 season, you know, in the SEC is pretty good, man. So mm-hmm. uh, your only losses this year would have been to Georgia and LSU at this point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, can't you, you can't go wrong with that. You, yeah, you're 
Yeah, you lose into a potential team that has a Heisman winner, and you lose into a team that could win three straight national championships. So, and keep in mind that you, the game that you played against them, were the closest games they played all year to this point, both times. Pretty much. You know, so you know, so I think it's good for a recruit, man. I think Eli Drinkwitz is really good there, man. Like I was, I was kind of nervous. Because I was like, I don't really know his philosophy for real, coming from Appalachian <laughs> State. Uh, but because I mean, we've always been a heavy five wide type team, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we we run the zone read run, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what our thing is, right? So I was kind of worried, but man, I like the way we I like our concepts, man. I mean, I think referee wise we've gotten kind of shafted a few times but i think we can score on any team in the sec you know what i'm saying especially with good quarterback play you know brady cook. yeah man brady cook brady cook has become like a sec legend in uh columbia you know because i mean the last few years he's had like three thousand passing yards you know what i'm saying so like he's like I don't think he's up there with um with Maddie Mock or or uh well not Maddie Mock but uh James uh I forgot his name his last name but he was really good too uh so he has some work to get to uh the Chase Daniels and Blaine Gabbert mm-hmm. type of plays but or Drew Locke to be honest with you Drew Locke mm-hmm. is like third all time in passing yards in SEC history so you know so it's like he's up there. Uh, so, you know, he's got a, a long time to get there, but I think he's done as far as eligibility is concerned. But, um, but like I said, it's been a good run, man. I think this is the the best year that Mizzou's had since they got into uh, the SEC, man. Definitely. Yeah, they won those first two East titles. So, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. It was exciting. But, you know, it was kind of a culture shock for a lot of teams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I said, the first year in the SEC was rough because, obviously, the you know, the competition was a step up. But year two and three, when they won the East, you know, it was a culture shock. It was like, dude, we faster than everybody in this conference right now because we got all these Big 12 guys. So it's like, why don't we just use them and just run past everybody? And it worked. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, obviously – you know, coaching changes here and there, and then people recruiting, and then you got to get better at recruiting. So it's been a little rough. We went through mm-hmm. uh, Pinkle and then Barry Odom, and then um, now we got Drink with. So I think I think it's really cool, man. I think we're in a good spot, man, like to really, you know, stake claim to like that third team in the East. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be Georgia and Tennessee's right there. But after that, it's kind of wide open. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're right there, bro. I mean, we're talking right about there. that. We're talking about that, though. But I think uh, if Florida gets Napier just a little bit longer, he, he'll have them in that same conversation, man. Because they could have yeah. packed it in earlier in the season. And they've been playing a hell of a lot better football uh, the offense has been rolling. Their defense has been really opportunistic. And they're really talented, man. And if anybody can do it, he can. But they just need to give him a little bit more time. Like, give him until next year. Let him run the table and see where they're at. But I definitely yeah, think they're going to 
be in the same conversation. Yeah, man. Like Florida is a really good spot, man. I mean, you're already in Florida, so you're getting a lot of talent. So it's not like it's going to be hard for them to get good again. Just like, mm -hmm. dude, you got to table your expectations, man, a little bit. Because, like, you want to beat Georgia, right? You know, you want to win the East and everything. But it's hard to do that when you don't have good quarterback play. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. I felt like, Nate, like I always say on this show, man, if you follow this show, I'd say that Billy Napier should have taken a lower Power 5 job first. You know, because this job's in between uh, UL Monroe and and Florida. It's jobs between that that you can cut your teeth at and really kind of grow as a as a head coach. I thought it was a big jump, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like Brian Harson at Auburn. Like that was a big jump. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a different ball game. Now it's more people that can make decisions for you and you're the head coach. You know what I'm saying? Now when you win, you can tell those people to shut up and get out your office. Yeah, but, but when you're losing, that's but when you losing it starts to become a lot more people in your office than you used to. So uh, right now, I just think Napier is going through the same thing. But I think if he finds an adequate quarterback that can kind of fit his system, I think he'd be good. Because wasn't he there when uh, um, Richardson was there? Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what is uh, – this isn't his third season, is it? No. Third or fourth. Yeah. Something like that. No, because he took this guy. No, I don't know because I feel like he took this job because he was in contention to get the LSU job at one point. He turned it down. I that think it was stupid. his second full season. That was stupid. I would have, I would have took LSU, man. You forget all that. But I mean, shoot, hey, look, it's levels to that. Like Florida and LSU is like not the same program either. Like mm -hmm. not, not really. Like, it's levels to that. Like, dude, that's like Florida's a higher power five job, bro. But LSU is like top 10 in the nation type job, bro. Like, you can't do that. Not ready. You're not ready for that, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I get they throw a lot of money at you, but the perfect person for that job was exactly who they got, Brian Kelly. Like, you need somebody with some grays in their hair to take a job like mm -hmm. that. Like, nah, bro. Like, you just can't. You just can't do it, man. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you see, man, you see that all the time. Dudes taking jobs like, oh, man, it's a great promotion, but, dude, you ain't ready. You're just not ready for it, man. And you mm -hmm. hate it because it's like they stunt their growth a little bit, and you never see them again after that. But it's like, dude, sometimes, man, it's an opportunity. Yes, I get it. But sometimes you got to say no and just get it how you've been doing it, you know, the grind of coaching, right? Like, just get the job here, get the job there, do what you got to do, man. So, like I said, but, mm -hmm. the, but the game itself was good, man. It was a really good game. Yeah. Our kicker is going to be drafted, bro. He's going to be drafted, man. He's got a leg on. Yeah, he's him. good. Besides, like, them couple of kicks that he missed against LSU, but for the most part, I mean, he's been spot on all year. Yeah, man, we had a lot more problems in that game than – and we couldn't stop Jaden Daniels, man. So I'm like, mm -hmm. like whatever, dude. Well, we 
if we're going to talk about that, it's not going to be a homer, but I think that this can lead into a deeper discussion before we do a preview. And that's LSU-Georgia State. Uh, the game itself, you really don't have to go crazy in depth about, man. He went bananas. I mean, the guy broke a record. He He's taking the college football scene by a storm. And uh, okay. LSU's playing good football, man. Uh, defensively, I think they're still trying to figure things out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Matt House is going to be there next year, man. The drop-off where defense was at last year compared to this year is night and day. They cannot – they don't adjust on defense. Just like when we played Florida, Mertz was hitting slants and dump-offs over the middle of the field the entire game, and it just feels like the defense could not adjust. Like They, were, they didn't have the people in the right positions, or we were dropping, dropping back in the coverage, and they were leaving everything wide open. So, I mean – That'll be something to keep your eye on, but just offensively, they're a top three to top five unit in the country. Nobody can stop. Not many people that can stop that explosive offense just between running the ball and throwing the ball. It's pretty tough, man. And, uh, man, he's definitely put his stake in the ground for New York. Obviously, it's been like that for the last month or so. Uh, I don't think you can deny it. And uh, a lot of people lose sight of what the Heisman Trophy really stands for. Uh, best player doesn't always play on the very best team. Uh, we're hearing a lot of names between him and Bo Nix and Michael Penix. And for some reason, we're still hearing Marvin Harrison Jr., which I think that's not a discussion at all. Ludicrous. But if I'm just going to get into that really quick, yeah, Nix has played really well, but I think their strength of schedule has not been as tough. Like they played some good teams. Nonetheless, you played Oregon State, you played Washington, you played talented teams. But I just think, yeah, LSU's got three losses. But man, if you really take, if you take Knicks off of Oregon, you take Daniels off of LSU, which team's going to struggle more? LSU, because their defense is horrendous. So the fact that they've managed to still hold off only having three losses because of quarterback play and the way the offense is ran, I think that speaks more dividends towards him and his game and what he's been able to put on the field for the team as well. So, I mean, he's got my lock right now. I don't obviously we're not voters. We don't have any pull, unfortunately. But uh, I just hope that the committee and when they start looking at these things, I hope they don't look entirely just based off of team. Because at the end of the day, like it's not a team award; it's an individual award. And who's going to be the best college player in the country? And as of right now, I feel like he's definitely solidified himself in that top two or three people for sure. Yeah, uh, like I said, man. Uh, shout out to. Uh... Sean Elliott, man, and coach of Georgia State, man. Uh, he was at South Carolina uh, when uh, Spurrier left, right? And he had that mm-hmm. team rolling. I think they almost beat Clemson that year, so uh, that was pretty good, man. So I was happy to see him get a, a get another shot, you know, at uh, being a head coach, man. And Georgia State's actually been pretty good the last few years, man. At least mm-hmm. eight wins like every year or something Ooh, like that since. Yeah, so I think they've been really good. I don't know what conference they're in, but they've been really um, good. They're in the Sun Belt. Yeah, so they've been really good. So shout out to uh, Deshaun Elliott and uh, Georgia State, man, because uh, he's got them guys rolling, man. But uh, to get into the Heisman talk, man, um, look, man, the Heisman is such a beauty contest, honestly, man. It's not what it used to be. And it really and it really never has been like that. It's always been a beauty contest, man. Because the person 
that should win never wins. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of lost its luster to me in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because some days they, some years they get it right, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. cool. We think we back on track, right? But then some years, man, we just people go to New York that really shouldn't be there anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's you know. I really don't know what to expect this year, but I mean, Daniels has been out of this world, right? But at the same time, um, he's not going to have the opportunity, you know, like I said before we got on here, that Bo Nix is. He's going to that extra game. He's going to have an extra game, man. And that extra game is probably what got Bryce Young his Heisman, you know? The fact that we could beat Georgia like that. Like, that was a Heisman moment. He tore Georgia apart. You know what I'm saying? Derrick Henry, when he won his Heisman, he tore Florida apart in that uh, SEC championship game. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, it it does mean something, man. I mean, it really does. Like, that extra game is like another set of eyes for, Mm -hmm. like, especially if it's close like this year. You know, because I feel like people are – on Daniel's side, right? But the fact that they lost three games, it's like, well, maybe he's not the best player, right? And then you look mm-hmm. at Bo Nix. He's got the number one offense in the country, right? You know, and to maybe in terms of scoring, right? Scoring, maybe scoring, maybe not yards per game. But scoring, they are number one, man. They've been lighting dudes up and has a lot to do with him. So if they get a matchup with Washington, in the title game, and they win. Oh, yeah, that'll put him over. Because yeah, they're going to say, would... oh, you beat Phoenix. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And Phoenix isn't out of the question either. Mm-hmm. I think it's if, mainly between them three. Yeah, because if he balls out, you know, then it's like, oh, man, now you talking about Daniels having one of the best seasons and finishing third because now both of them done had a crazy game back and forth mm-hmm. you know so it's you know i think i think it's a three quarterback race i would say that um i would say that daniels is going to new york i would say phoenix is going to new york and i say Bo nix or the winner of that game is going to new york because I, I don't know if they would send both of them but they both been playing lights out man you know mm-hmm. and caleb williams is going to be there anyway because he won last year so it's not really like he's going to be there as a, you know, a contestant or a candidate. <laughs> uh, but um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I expect Jalen Milrow to get at least one vote or two because I think mm-hmm. he's been killing it as far as, you know, his uh, maturation process. I expect him to get a few votes here or there. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as like receivers, I mean, maybe Washington receiver gets some vote. Uh, but I don't think or neighbors too. Neighbors could get a couple votes. Uh, I expect uh him to probably win a Bolitnikov. I expect him or uh Luther Burden to be in that conversation for the Bolitnikov this year. Uh, but I don't think a receiver is gonna get it. Not for a while. No. I, think, I think Smitty at Alabama is probably the last one for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta think. You gotta think. You gotta do exactly what Smitty was doing to win it. Like, almost make your quarterback look better than he does. 
You know, mm-hmm. like you got to make your quarterback look good. I mean, and that's what Smitty did that year. That's what Desmond Howard did that year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he made his quarterback look good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think a receiver is going to win a Heisman for a while. But I do think uh, I think it's a three horse race for real right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't see I don't see Milrow getting in there. It's like that's what our fan base is kind of talking about. They're talking about, you know, Milrow kind of getting in there in that conversation of late, which is warranted. Like, he deserves some votes, but he would have to beat Georgia and have the game of his life to get an invite to New York. You mm-hmm. know, I'm talking about the game of his life. We're talking four rushing touchdowns and two passing like maybe eight touchdowns. He'd have to have, he would have to have a Jaden Daniels game. He would have yeah, to have man. a game like that. And and I don't know. I expect that to be a war. It's gonna be a war between two really powerhouse teams, man. And I expect that to be amped up, man. Like, and it's gonna be crazy, man. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that game. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mean, closer to uh, if you already talking about. If you're already talking about them, you might as well get into the Iron Bowl. Uh, yeah, so we get into uh, what that week thirteen preview preview. Yep. So obviously, you know, I'm an Alabama fan, so I don't like uh playing at Jordan Hare. I think it's a voodoo house. Uh, they do some crazy stuff up in there, man. I don't know if they put LSD on the field, uh, and have people just high off angel dust or something, cause that that. That stuff that happens in that stadium is out of this world, <laughs> man. Like, bruh, I mean, <laughs> we've seen teams just fall apart in there. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Bermuda Triangle or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just you just don't know what to do, man. But I expect this Iron Bowl to kind of go our way uh, just because the talent is the talent is different. It's like not the same. Usually with Gus Malzahn there, you had like the talent wasn't like even, but the scheme was. So mm-hmm. every year he would have a different scheme. Same playbook, just different ways to attack teams. So, mm-hmm. but he could scheme a win anytime he wanted to, for real. If you kept him in the game, he could win a, a, any game against anybody, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I don't know. I think this year would be all right. I think we think next year would be tougher than this year for sure because I think uh, uh, he Freeze is going to have another year to recruit, and he's a recruiter, man. Dude is nice, man. So he he's like one of the only dudes to beat Nick Saban two times in a row. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's uh he's tough, man. He's tough. So I expect him to bring his A game. But I mean, shoot, last year they ran for like 300 yards with Cadillac Williams coaching them. So I mean, anything's possible, dude. So I don't put nothing past mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl, but you know, I'm I'm roll tired all day. But I don't like that place, bro. I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh what you think about what you think about Cam Ward traveling to Washington to take on Michael Penix? That's a big game. 
Uh, it is, man. It's a big game, man. But Washington has got too much for them, man. Remember what That's I what said? I'm they can't handle. I think yeah. they had the same discussion when they played Oregon early in the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Remember when I said that against Oregon, man? Like Oregon just had too much for them. Like that's exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. They just got way too much for for them, mm-hmm. man. And it's okay. I think Cam Ward transfers again. I think he goes somewhere for that last year to really kind of boost his draft stock. I think he goes somewhere else. I don't know where that is, uh, but I, I guarantee it's gonna be some SEC schools looking at him if he wants to transfer. Uh, cause I mean, it, it, it's cool now to transfer. I mean, back when we was growing up, it wasn't really the cool thing to do, but now mm-hmm. it's okay because you, you getting a, especially if you're a high profile player at a small school, you know what I'm saying? So you want to get your name out there. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, mm-hmm. Mizzou got it, uh, with Schrader. He was at division two a couple years ago. Now he's probably going to be the leading rusher in the SEC this year. So it's like you sometimes you gotta uh, do your thing, you know. So I think uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be uh, I think Washington wins, but I don't expect it to be like a, a boat race though. I expect yeah. it to be probably like thirty five twenty one, something like in that yeah. range. They just don't have enough weapons to be able to go blow for blow with them. They've got yeah, too much. man, because you can only do so much, man. Like we're not talking about Auburn and Cam Newton, right? To where you got this otherworldly quarterback that just nullifies everything everybody else is doing because they can't stop him. You know what I'm saying? Cam Ward is good, but he ain't that good. Not mm-hmm. to do that type of, not to pull an upset like this. It's some maturation he needs to have as a passer, you know, because mm-hmm. he feels like he still thinks that he can make every throw when you should just check it down. Or throw it away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once he gets to that maturation process, he'll be a really good quarterback because he's really good. He's a really good player. Like, yeah. really, really good, man. So we'll see. I don't know. But it's not going to be a boat race. So we just talking about quarterbacks. Uh, if, if you guys have been hiding under a rock, obviously you guys saw a really, really ugly injury last week. Uh, Jordan Travis is out for the season, man. Took a really bad twist, man. His leg is shot. He's out for the season. This week they got to go to Gainesville, go to the Swamp to take on Billy Napier and uh, the Gators, man. Uh, their backup quarterback didn't look too bad in that last game, but, man, they got to go down to a real hostile SEC environment, man. What do you think about that game? Uh well, you know, I've been high on Jordan Travis all year. So he was like my he was my front runner for the Heisman uh until mm, until like two weeks ago when he's like because it was even two weeks ago and then Jalen Daniels just decided to go crazy. So um but uh it's gonna hurt him. Uh I don't know if it hurts him against Florida. But like I said before we got on here, Florida's a hungry team. Like, I think they hear all the outside noise that Napier might be fired. And I think they genuinely love their coach. Because sometimes, you know, you have a coach and staff in there. Like, I'll never forget um, the coach before the one that's at Washington right now. Like, they went like 1-11 or something. Like, their team completely mailed it in. 
You know what I'm saying? There were some talented people on that team. Some people that's still on the team right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to see that they're not mailing it in, which mm-hmm. I think if you're the boosters and things like that in Florida, you got to take note of that. Like, okay, like this season isn't going the way we wanted to do, but they're actually playing for this guy. You know they're fighting for more eligibility. Yeah, like they're actually not mailing it in. Like, oh, well, I'm a transfer anyway because he gone. You know what I'm saying? They actually feel like they believe in it. And, you know, rivalry week is uh is one of those weeks that could go haywire for anybody, any given Saturday. So sure. I'm not going to say Florida State's going to lose, but the fact that Jordan Travis is not playing this game could get a little spicy. And it's in Gainesville, dude. It's not in Tallahassee. Yeah. That's swamp, a big dude. Like, swamp it was get sick. loud, man. Swamp the swamp is up there with Kyle Field and Death Valley and all. Like, it's up there. Like, it's yeah, hostile. So I, and you don't have your shot caller? You don't have your shot caller running that offense? That can make a difference, man. Someone can get rattled. A big, and they a get big some momentum. Difference. They can run away with it. You never know. Anybody, everybody's comfortable at home, man. But when you're on the road and you ain't really played that much, it's going to be tough, man. So they didn't look good with him early against Northern mm-hmm. Alabama, which completely shocked me. I'm glad the committee dropped them in the rankings, dude. Because I was like, bro, no, man. I don't care. If your quarterback hurt, whatever, you can't be messing with no Northern Alabama, man. Because imagine mm-hmm. if they would have lost that game. Imagine if they would have lost that game. Like, it would have been over with. You know what I'm saying? So, like, no. So, I'm glad they mm-hmm. – they, I'm glad they – um dropped him, but this game could get a little spicy. Uh, I think that this could be one of those upset picks that you don't want to officially say, mm-hmm. but you watch But you it. think in your head it could definitely happen. Yeah, but you watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talking about upset alert. Man, they got Oregon State going to Eugene and taking on Oregon. They barely lost to Washington. I think me and you were talking about it earlier on. Uh Man, DJU going to take on going blow for blow with Bo Nix, man. I think this game could go down to the wire. I think Oregon State has a chance to run the table and knock them off. And if Oregon State knocks off Oregon at home, those rankings are going to get flipped over on his head, bro. That's a big deal because now they're completely out of that conversation. And if he takes a loss to Oregon State, who knows how that's going to affect him in the Heisman race either. But what do you think? Uh, I think uh, – I think – that DJU is this is the quarterback that he wanted to be at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Like being able, like not I don't have to run all the time. Mm-hmm. I can be a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I'm really a big guy. I don't need to run all the time. Like can't nobody sack me. I'm big. <laughs> I'm big. I can stand here and throw the ball. I don't need to do that. I'm not Trevor Lawrence. I don't need to run. I don't need to do that. I'm big, okay? Let me pass the ball in the pocket. Let me beat some people up here. I can do it, you know? And I think that's something that is going to help them, man. And I think their O-line is really underrated, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they could really road grade um, Oregon, and make it a tighter game in terms of uh, 
time of possession. Because what Oregon has been doing, what I've seen, is they've been racing like they used to with Chip Kelly a little bit. You know, not not mm-hmm. as fast, but they rack up points real fast. And they make you change your game plan, right? But if you don't give them the ball often, like turnovers or three and outs. Yeah, you're controlling the tempo. Exactly. So now they have to go into a place where they're not really comfortable. And I think that's where Oregon State can get them because Oregon State has a tendency to pick their pace up. You know, mm-hmm. they can slow it down and then they pick it back up at times, especially when they when they got somebody down. Like they pick it up and they get aggressive with it. And mm-hmm. uh, I like they running back too. I like Washington, uh, not Washington, but Oregon's running back stable too. Uh, so they have some good things, but I think I think it's gonna be. I actually think Oregon State could win this game, bro. I think people. Oh, not, dude, I, yeah, I, I don't think people are really seeing how good DJU is. Like when he came from St. John Bosco's, this is what we was hoping for. You know what I'm saying? Because you knew he was big. Like he knew he was big already, right? But now he's like you know, like a, a big Ben S quarterback. Like, you know, he can extend plays because he's like strong. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like I think that might be he he's gonna be the difference maker, man. So when I said like Cam Ward, like in our last little bit, uh that Cam Ward doesn't make the plays that you need to make sometimes. DJ, he, you he's can not like plays. that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the type of quarterback that can win you a game like this because he's not going to give you, he's not going to make decisions that you don't need to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, erratic decisions. And he can take a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? He can stand there and take those hits that uh, uh, Dan Lanning's going to throw at him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to have to stand there to make those throws. Because you can't run all the time. You got sometimes you just gotta take it and make the throw. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and I think he's more equipped to do that than other guys, just because he has the sure size that he does. So I think it's gonna be tough, but I think Oregon State can get it, man. Because he's gonna make some good throws in this game that's gonna win the game for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Key third downs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's going to be the, the issue, the big thing in this game for Oregon State, third downs. If they can have a good third down ratio, man, I think they can beat them. They don't have to really score a lot of points to beat them, especially if you keep Oregon the ball Oregon State's away. got a good defense too, man. Yeah, man. Like, they've they got a good defense, and, man, like, I'll, I'll say this. I'll go out on a whim and say I'll pick Oregon State to get the upset, but let me tell you, if they don't win, well, let me tell you, it's going to scare the hell out of freaking Bo Nixon squad because I'm telling you, this game is so much closer than what people are talking about. I don't feel like anybody's talking about this game. Oh, well, it's just going to be another just another big game for Bolton. Man, that's not guaranteed, dude. That team's hungry. They want to knock them out, bro. Nah, and I really – I don't know what the rankings are, but if you're talking about the Pac-12 rankings, uh, I don't I don't know if they still do divisions over there or is it the top two teams? Because 
I'd be lying if I told you. Me and you, like, we, we pay attention to that, but I don't know if they're still I, doing, I like, either. East Because if that's that. the case, if they're going off the top two teams, um, Oregon State it still might has be. a shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because Oregon already lost to Washington. So, yeah, so you never that'd be know. Two, that'd be two conference losses. Yeah, so, uh, so I don't know, man. That's pretty that's interesting. Let me look that up real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man, because that actually interests me a little bit because, um, yeah, man, because I actually like uh, I like the Pac-12, man. It, it, I'm, I'm going to miss it uh, when it goes away, man, because, you know, like, man, the Pac-12 was kind of our childhood, man, Reggie Bush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. I think we kind of took it for granted or didn't think it was really worth talking about as much. And now we're like, dang, well, now it's gone. It's actually getting good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of good things. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm not sure if they do divisions or not, though. It's a very good question. All right. So what I'm reading, right, I'm trying to make sure. So it's like three hours ago. So, uh. Shout out to Jake Curtis for this article, right? All right, if you're out there. So um, so what I'm seeing is so Oregon State would have to beat Oregon on Friday, right? Yeah. And it says it's possible that the beat – well, okay, it's going into that, right? So, all right, so it says Arizona would have to beat Arizona State, right? Mm-hmm. And it said if both of those come – to uh, fruition, it says that Arizona would tie Oregon for second place, and Arizona would be the tiebreaker and get to the title game against Washington. So, so what my thinking is, if Arizona loses, does that mean, or is Oregon State not even in it at all? Uh, I don't think Oregon State is in it because they have five, they have three conference losses. Oh, well, then they just they play in the spoil Oregon season, then, and that's a dangerous team to be playing, especially when they're talented like that. Now, I'm even more convinced that they've got a really legit shot because they want to spoil Bo Nix's Osmond campaign, yeah. So, and then and then, you know, technically, uh, I think Washington might be in it anyway, even if they did. Yeah, they, yeah they, they haven't lost the game yet. So Yeah, so, but, I mean, gosh, that could change everything. Because, why say Washington loses to Washington State, right? Now, yeah, both of your Pac-12 teams are out. Oh, yeah, they dropping out the top four. Right. So oh, now because the teams are far enough back to where they'll drop you out. Yep. So uh so yeah, so but yeah, it says that Arizona can win the pack win a uh, pack twelve title berth if uh if Oregon loses. So wow. I was like, dang. So shout out Jake Curtis. Uh what what uh <laughs> what publication was that, man? Uh Jay Curtis from uh, Sports Illustrated for the article. Uh, 
So, uh, but yeah, man, that's interesting. So I don't know if they do the divisions. So I actually I don't think that's divisions because I don't uh, think so. Yeah, because that would be the top two teams. So, uh, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting, man. Interesting. Man. So, yeah. So but, uh, uh, we got one. We got one game left to talk about. It's the game, game that everybody's okay. been talking about. Oh, what you got? No, no, no. I, I was like, I was like, what, what's next? I was like, okay, because we, oh, yeah. we went off the rails for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're good. I mean, hey, sometimes you got to delve deeper and get better understanding. I mean, sometimes the viewers want to understand, too. I mean, I don't think me and you knew, so now we have a better understanding. And I yeah, hope they do yeah. win. But, uh, yeah, me too. Me too, man. Yeah, I mean, the last game we're going to talk about, I man, it's the game that everybody's been talking about since we made our first video in a biggest matchup of the year. I mean, not from my perspective, but from a Cultural standpoint, from the nation standpoint, uh, this game is a lot of star power, and it's a top three matchup, man. It's Ryan Day going to the big house to take on Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines, man. Whoever wins this game, it's pretty much a lock for the playoff unless something crazy happens in the Big Ten title game. And uh, yeah. what do you think, man? Ohio yeah. State at the Big, big Ten title game. <laughs> the Big Ten title game when they playing Northwestern or something like that. It's so stupid. Yeah, unfortunately. That's so stupid, Brad. Hold on. Let, hey, let, hey let going see. to what? Let me see. The crazy thing. Yeah. Let me the crazy see. thing is, though, hey, at least you'll know this. After this year, you won't have to worry about that no more. Yeah, man. Because but I'm still curious, man. Like, the Big Ten conference rankings, man. I'm still let's curious, Because okay, so, I got to see who they're going to play. Who would they play? Uh, this year, man. East. Oh, where's the Big Ten? I just had it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So as of right now, if the season ends, oh, it's gonna be Iowa, dude. They're playing. Iowa's oh, nine and God. two, six and two. Not again. Iowa can't. Iowa can't score no points, man. Oh They're my offense. God! Not again. <laughs> oh my God! Not again. This is so stupid. Oh my God! Like. Why? Kate McNamara, they're on a three-game win streak, but I mean, I yeah, but who, who have they offense. played? Let's see. They beat they beat mm-hmm. Illinois. They beat Rutgers. They beat Northwestern. Like, they look, at these, look at these scores, man. They won ten to seven. Boy, they Penn State beat the brakes off of them way earlier, like thirty-one nothing. They beat Kentucky. Uh, they beat Nebraska. They beat Rutgers twenty-one to zero. Whoop de doo! And then you score fifteen. <laughs> you score fifteen against Illinois. Like, bro, this is ridiculous. Oh my god! Because gosh. they don't—they're they're abysmal on offense. Abysmal. But, uh, abysmal, bro. This is horrible. Before we start ragging on Iowa, I think we have a a bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> this is horrible, man. And these dudes are nine and two, though. That's the what thing. They're nine and two, and they don't score no. The next points. closest team. The next closest team is a team who lost their head coach right before the regular season started. So Bro, I mean, how crazy was that? <laughs> Like, bro, we getting ready for the season. Picking, how do you, how do you than go me for to your players? Up. How do you go to your players in a situation like that and say, okay, players, um, yeah, we fired your coach. And your game's next week, though. Like, how can you how can you talk to the players and say that? 
Like, bro. Crazier than, uh, crazier than my pick for Wisconsin to win the East because they didn't show up this year the way I thought they would. Well, they got they, – they get them, get them about a year or two. Like, because Luke, yeah. Fickle, Luke Fickle's good, man. He's yeah. an underrated I was just – I had higher expectations because of the quarterback play out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought um, – if I'm looking at the rankings again, I thought that um, – uh, well, out of the West division. Um, out of those teams, I was, I think I was talking about Thank Illinois. You Illinois. Yeah, yeah, that was my team. I thought they was going to be all right. Actually, you know what? It's probably Illinois and Northwestern before they fired their coach. Those going to probably be my two, two teams out the West. Um mm-hmm. Cause I didn't think I was really gonna be anything for real, but hey, here they are, man. They got a showdown <laughs> with either Michigan or Ohio State, man. So getting into this game, the game, mm-hmm. um, this is big. Like, like I said, I don't think you fired Ryan Day, cause I mean, like, mm-hmm. dude, like y'all literally only lost like two games the last. Five years or some some crazy number like that. It's not not too bad. I would take that more so than you know like one in seven or something like that. Like then then we gotta like okay it's a hot seat. But like no dude, like you just gotta fix a few. You gotta things figure out how to beat them. Yeah, man. I mean, Michigan got your number. Like that's what make a rivalry a rivalry when the other side wins, especially a few times in a row. But this would be big for Michigan, though, because winning three in a row, that's huge. That's for recruiting in that area, that's huge. Oh, they're going to lose some recruits for sure. Michigan going to yeah. flip a bunch of those guys. Yeah, man. So it's a big game, man. Um, I think that uh, Marvin Harrison is the X factor of this game, bro, mm-hmm. because I know we may not be talking about him for the Heisman, but as far as He's like, good. as far as being a baller and somebody that you have to, that nobody on either, nobody can guard them. I hate to see practice because I don't think nobody on their team can guard them. You know what I'm saying? So I know nobody from Michigan can guard them. So I expect him to go off, man. Like I don't, I don't think nobody can guard them, man. Like you just gonna have to just call it what it is, right? But what Michigan can do to counteract that, right, is to just control the ball like they normally do. Like, yeah. I've been really disappointed in how they've used Donovan Edwards this year. Like, he doesn't get a lot of carries, but he was big in this game last year. He's the reason why yeah. they broke it open because he had, like, two 80-yard runs at the end of the game. So um, I think they got to get him touches to kind of keep Blake Corum fresh. Because they're gonna mm-hmm. need Blake Corum later, but I feel like, yeah, it, but I feel they like have to really rely on JJ too, bro. He's gonna have to have a good game because he didn't have a really good game last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't, especially against Penn State. He didn't have a good game against Penn State. I think he didn't even get a hundred yards. So, um, so yeah, he's gonna have to win in the passing game. But to salt the game away later, they're gonna have to use Edwards and Corum. To really shut shut it down, like because mm-hmm. you don't want to get into a shootout with with uh, Ohio State 
because mm-hmm. they got too many receivers to choose from. And the fact that uh, Travion Henderson is back just adds more fuel to their fire. So even if McCord isn't like the best quarterback that they've had there, I still think if he can get the ball to his receivers, you're in trouble and you don't need to mm-hmm. be in trouble, right? So I would just man up on everybody, bro. I wouldn't even try to double Harrison. Like, I wouldn't even do it because nope. the receivers are too good to leave one-on-one coverage with anybody. I would just shift it wherever the you got to play zone is. Hmm. You got to play zone. Yeah. Just hope like, for the best. Yeah, you got to play – like, I would play zone over the top and man underneath, bro, like, yeah. because that's the best way to do it. Like, you can nullify the tight end, you know, with the man, and then the zone will help you deep against Harrison and uh, um, Oboka, I think that's his name. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you you know, you got to do that. But I think Michigan wins because of their defense, dude. Yeah. Like it's been reported all over the news that they're gonna have like twelve draft picks. Now I'm not saying twelve first rounders, but on their team collectively is like twelve draftable players. I don't know where mm-hmm. I read that from, but I've heard it a few times on many people's podcasts. So yeah, they have a legit team. Now in terms of Ohio State, what you gonna do about this defense though? Because you know they're coming after you. And you know they have your number the last few years. So, and this isn't their best team offensively. So let's not Mm -hmm. just, let's not just throw that out there, right? They're not offensively great this year. But they stay in the game somehow. So, you know, my thing is Michigan's defense is going to be really good. And I expect Mm -hmm. them to win. But my question is what? how much offense is they, they're going to generate, you know, because your defense can be good, but if they're getting three and outs all the time, you're not going to be doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? They got to so, control the ball on the ground. Like you said, if they can establish the run early and chew clock and control possession, that'll open up your play action game and open your pass game. And if they can score points and chew clock, dude, they can win this game. But if they let Ohio state hang in there and score points with them, it's not a good place to be in. Yep. So I expect, like I said, I expect them to be. I expect Michigan to to, to show out and win this game, man. Um, because I think that they, if Bama doesn't get in, I think Michigan's probably the best team to knock off Georgia. The best team. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else can do it. I think I no, no disrespect, but I think Washington is too soft. Nah, they're not, they not strong enough. Yeah, I think they're too soft. I think that Florida State, if they got in, would be hampered by not having Travis. And then if we talk in Ohio State getting in, their mm-hmm. offense really just can't keep up with Georgia because Georgia can get on you quick, man. The like, defensive line is going to get pressure. Like that defensive line, and they can so, rattle for that quarterback. So I think Georgia is more equipped to beat them because they can beat them up front. And McCarthy's an okay quarterback, too. He's not terrible. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a capable quarterback is somebody that can beat Georgia. So that's the team I would pick besides Bama. 
beating them. Because mm-hmm. they are equipped to do it. Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, man, look, I know Michael Penix, you know, their team might be a little soft compared to Georgia. But having a quarterback like Michael Penix makes a big difference. Sure. It makes a big difference. And him, if he balls out and hypothetically gets the Heisman, right? That's huge for confidence. Because oh, now because yeah. now I'm I'm labeled as the best player this year. I got the hardware to prove it. Now let's try to win a national championship, man. You know, that can propel him to something really special this season, man. So you never know, man. It's got we got a lot of football left, man. A whole lot. So so yeah, True. man. Good. It's gonna be good, man. So I think but I think that game goes to Michigan though. I agree. I don't think it'll be by a whole lot, but I just think if they just play their brand of football. If they can get pressure on the quarterback and control that offense, and if Michigan's offense can just establish the run, shoot clock, and just score points, like I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree too. I agree. That, like I said, that Michigan was one of my playoff picks, so I I, I wanted them. Yeah. I want them in there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got some work to do for my tired, but man, look, it's it's we got a lot of football left, man. Believe it or not, so. Like I said, we know that we gonna get a shot at Georgia. So either it's in a spoiler role or it's for a playoff spot. Either way, mm-hmm. we trying to do it. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, I look forward to seeing the Iron Bowl, man. It's always exciting. So uh good atmosphere. So um that's what I'm looking forward to doing, man. But y'all got Texas AM though. So uh dude, that's that game is always up in the air. It doesn't matter who's playing. Like that, that game always makes me nervous. And that's how Arkansas was a lot, a lot for a long time. Not as much now. I feel like two or three teams we play are like that. Like Ole Miss is like that. Alabama's always like that. But A and M is like scary. Don't know why. It's just man. Everybody remembers when they we went to like seven or eight overtimes. When I feel like we were the better team and couldn't get it done in overtime, but man, they just they play harder. They just they play like it, it's just crazy. So I think it'll be a really good matchup. I think we win, but this is the thing: they don't have anything to lose. Your coach is gone. You have nothing to lose. That's the scariest team to play outside of like what I said earlier with Oregon State. Like a team that has nothing to lose, that's loaded with talent, and they just want to go out and just oh, Jaden Daniels wants to win the Heisman. Oh, shit, we're gonna try to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, I think that'll be a really good matchup as well. Yeah, man. If he want to win the Heisman, man, he got to show out, out, out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't have the extra game to play, so he gonna have to really ball out, man, and really say, okay, he's gonna probably have to throw for three, four hundred yards, and probably at least run for a hundred yards on the ground, easy. And he's yeah. he's gonna have to get some scores in there. Like you're gonna have to take. I'm not saying break the record again. But if I had to take a guess, you're throwing for over 400 yards. You're probably throwing for at least three touchdowns, and you got to run for at least 100 yards on a touchdown to have a chance. Yeah, man, I agree. So, so yeah, man. Uh, hey, man, this was a great show, man. Real good show today, man. So, 
We got a lot of uh, topics in today, man. Um, like I said, but before we shut it down, guys, didn't say, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, just want to thank you for your hard work. You greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, we're on a bunch of new platforms now, guys. If you don't really want to do YouTube, you don't have to. We're on Spotify. We're on Audible, Amazon Music, on uh, Listen Notes as well. It's another different one. Go subscribe, man. If y'all like to y'all drive around, y'all can listen to us. If you want to just listen to us while you're on the gym, whatever. Like you don't have to just watch. You don't just have to watch the videos. We have audio content. Like he said, if you want to get into sports gambling, what with US bet, bet US, my mistake, bet US, oldest sports book on the market. Have a nice little link in the description. Also, we're going to have links for all this other crazy stuff. Uh, like he said, off the ball network. If you don't want to just watch football, baseball, basketball, all that good stuff, constant content coming through, check them out as well. Uh, we're still at around almost 12,000 subscribers. We slowed down a little bit. We just want to say thank you guys for all the constant support, the likes, the comments. We really love the feedback. We would love it. Y'all just continue to just give feedback as well. But, man, don't forget to like the video, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification so you don't miss a beat. Plenty of college content, pro content, top fives, top tens, what if series, discussions, all that good stuff. So, man. Check out the channel. Check us out on all those other platforms. I think you'd really enjoy. And y'all have a great day. Hey, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. One more thing, man. Uh, we're getting into the merch, merchandise uh, game, man. Um, we're going to put a link in our description, man. Check it out, man. Like I said, we're not really trying to push it like that. But give us some feedback, man. If you like it, of course, get you one. But like I said, we are launching our uh, our first merchandise uh, item. Uh, so check it out, man. And uh, let us know what you think. So like I said, but without further ado, I'm Cam. That's Brandon. This is a Football Frame of Mind podcast. Signing off. <laughs>